Welcome to the Dark Zone in Event Racing Podcast. This is your host, Brian Gatens. Episode number 70, coming to you live from the Endless Mountains five-day adventure race being held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Lycoming College. Be sure to check it out. A beautiful spot right here in Williamsport. Today we are kicking off our five-podcast run with Ms. Zoe Friedland. Those who will remember, about a year ago, Zoe was on the podcast as well before the first Endless Mountains Adventure Race. She is an adventure racer. She is a volunteer. She's been adventure racing literally her entire life. She has a nine-year AR career, and her wisdom and her guidance and her advice is well worth your time. We appreciate Zoe's time. We enjoy the fact that we are bringing you a bunch of episodes from the Endless Mountains, so tune in each day. Today is some pre-race recommendations for racers. How to get ready. What's the best thing for them to do? How do you act when you're out there? Really good stuff from Zoe. She's a font of wisdom, and we're delighted to have her return to the dark zone. So those of you out there in podcast land, thanks for being here. Sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the dark zone. You know, I'm really glad you're with us today. You know, as the dark zone listeners will know. I like it. Great interview a year year ago. You were a guest on the Dark Zone. The real value that you bring to this conversation and what you do is that as, as someone who has been around adventure racing her entire life and has seen races go on, you have a lot of wisdom and a lot of advice to give to newer racers. Yeah, now, me and my dad did an adventure race when I was like Well, do we, let's, be, let's begin there. Start us with your adventure racing, your resume. Talk about your adventure racing experience. What have, how have you raced? Um, me and my, I've only done three real races. My, me and my dad did a smaller race, smaller race when I was two or three. He carried me for most of it, but I did walk some. And then um, I did one a couple years ago, the family race with my friend. Um, That one did not go as well um, Mm -hmm. because she did not like it at all. Okay. She was kind of... She had a tough time with it? Yeah. Well, adventure racing is not for everybody. Yeah. We know that, right? Okay, yeah. but, she, but she tried it, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I did one this year, or last year. It was Goals Adventure Race. Okay. And um, it was a four-hour race. It was biking and trekking, and we got in 15th out of 30. Very nice. So right dead. Yeah, so dead smack in the middle. And who was on your team for that one? What was your Me team? Me and my mom and my dad. Right, so the three of you did it, and Simon didn't do it? Simon didn't do it. He was there, but somebody babysat him. Babysat him, okay. So so those are your three races, right? You did one when you were two, and your dad carried you. You did one with your friend, and she had a bit of a tough time, and you did really well with your mom and dad earlier this year. And then I've done a lot of 5Ks. Okay. I did one for something, uh, um, a running community at my school. It's called Girls on the Run. Okay. It's, like, giant, like, worldwide. And we did a 5K at the end of it, which was a couple months ago. And then I do some, there's something called um, Preserve Day at my school. And okay. there's a 5K and a 10K. And me and my friend Lucia did the 5K at the end. Okay. So, so aside from your actual, your, your adventure racing and your 5K running, you've also been to a lot of adventure races. I have. I've been to a lot. A lot of races. I mean, ever since, I mean, you've, you're two now. How old are you now? You're nine years old, so for, so so your your adventure racing career. I did it career since I was like a newborn. Baby. A newborn, so you have, you have a nine year adventure racing career. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, safe to say. So you've, and you've been to a lot of races and you've been to more races than you've raced. So you've seen a lot of yeah. things. And I want you to tell our listeners, because the Dark Zone is all about, you know, the newer racer and getting better at racing. I want you to tell our listeners, what have you learned watching teams do well? So when a team does really, really well in a race, what do they do to do so well? What does your experience tell you? Um, they have a good mental mind. They work together, but they also don't, like, they're not just, like, being super, like, silly. They're, they're serious. It's not like, oh, we're going to go out there and we're going to climb on rocks and have so much fun. Like, you're going to have fun, but it's not like you're just going to climb on rocks. Got it, got it. Because adventure racing isn't just hiking, right? Hiking, great pursuit, a lot of fun. But adventure racing is, as we all know, it's... A lot it's... more than hiking. Okay. And so those teams, so you say they're, they're mentally they're in the right place. And tell me if this is an accurate statement to make. They take the race seriously, but they don't take themselves too seriously. What do you mean by that? Well, when someone is very serious, like, like they're not really having any fun, they're really getting, you know, it's all about racing, 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 and it doesn't like they're having a good time. They're into the race, but they're still having fun while they're doing it. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's a balance, right? Because you have to take it somewhat seriously. Yeah. You can't just be like, we're just going to go out there, and what if you get lost because you did that? What if you hurt yourself? What if you don't make the time? Gotcha. That's... You want to, like, if you're doing it for fun, sure, but you still want to make sure that you're not hurting yourself or you're not doing it so, like, you don't come back in time and you can't, you're disqualified. Like, do the best you can even if you're not, even if you're not trying to do it competitively. I got you. So, so what you're saying there, if I hear you correctly, Zoe, is that when you're, when you're racing, you have to race as hard as you can inside your ability level. Yes. Yes, very um, good. If you are doing it for fun, don't push yourself too hard. Like, if you're trying to win, then do what you can. But if you're not and you don't want to push yourself too hard, don't do that. But also don't do it to the point that you're not really racing. Got it. Got it. So it's all about the idea of balance, yeah. right? Knowing just enough. As someone who's been at a lot of races and volunteered a lot, you spend a lot of time in transition. And we all know that transitions are when they go from, say, the racers go from a bike to a paddle or to a paddle to a trek. When you see teams in transition and they're getting ready for the next stage of the race, what do they do really well? Um, they're efficient. And if you're not efficient, you may fall behind or... Like, if you were in first place, you might fall to fifth place. Because usually, not always, but sometimes the top teams are, like, bunched together. So it's really close. And if you don't, if you're in first place and you get there first, like, if you're in first place and you have the best checkpoints, you're, you're like, you're, the, you're in front of everyone. Right, you're doing really well. That's really good. But if you take a, like a really long time at a transition, uh, at a transition that's not like one of the camping transitions, right? You shouldn't because like, you shouldn't like take a long time because like you shouldn't just like lay back and do like, oh, I'm just gonna like eat ice cream for like 20 mm -hmm. minutes mm -hmm. because then you won't have time and you will fall behind. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because usually 
the top five teams. Gotcha. So you're saying save the ice cream for after the race? Yeah. Very good, always. <laughs> now, you said the teams are very efficient in transition. Can you describe that a bit more for the listeners? What does an efficient team, what do they do that makes them efficient? Um, they don't, like, they don't take, like, when they get there, they don't just, like, sit down for, like, a half an hour. They get right to it so they don't fall behind, like gotcha. I said. Gotcha. So they start moving right away. Yeah. Everybody has a job. So, so Most teams. <laughs> most teams, right? And so you mentioned the transitions are very, we're talking about transitions being very important. We're talking about being mentally strong. What about physically what are teams because we all know that bench racing is like mental and it's yeah. physical and it's like emotional in many ways the teams that do well with physical capacity how much do you think that they train i think they train a lot my mom and dad actually are pretty good with their physical and mental um but if you don't train enough then you're only and you only like work on mental you're not gonna have enough energy and strength and like you're not going to be prepared right for the race if you don't work out and train right and so when it gets hard and it's physically hard everything kind of breaks down the mental part falls apart a little bit the emotional part falls down a little bit yeah even like the physical your physical impact your physical like strength can have a impact on your mental on your mental strength if you don't have enough physical strength. So all those systems kind of connect? Yeah. Okay. So, so we mentioned the mental part, we mentioned the transitions, we mentioned the physical part. What do you think, if you were talking to, and you're doing it right now, Zoe, there, there, are, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who will listen to this. What do you want them wow. to know? <laughs> Seriously, when you think about it, right? <laughs> like, what do you want them, if they're a newer racer, what message do you want to give them about their racing? Don't jump straight into it. Take your time. Like, I'm not going to do a 12-hour race. Like, I think an 8-hour race would be the highest for me, or like a 6-hour race. But a 4-hour race is a pretty good level right now. It's like, since you guys are, like, really good racers, so and you're adults, so mm -hmm. you can do longer races. And But I'm only 9. and. Right. I get that some nine-year-olds would be like, yeah, let's do a 24-hour race, but that's really pushing yourself. And especially if it's your first time, you shouldn't go straight into the 12-hour races. You should start with, I mean, I started with a, like a two-hour race. That's the family race. That's the real first race I did. Um, like you should, I shouldn't, I should, if I, if the, Family race was like a six hour race. I should not have jumped straight into it. Like the four hour race was like, I'm not actually sure if it was four hours, but it was like in between six and four hours. I shouldn't gone the whole, there was also an eight hour race. I shouldn't, I should not have gone the full eight hour race because that was the longest race I've ever gotcha. done. And that would be a bit much for someone that getting would, right into it. Yeah. So, so if I hear it correctly, if someone's sitting home and they want to do adventure racing, they want to be an adventure racer, your advice to them is for them to start at a reasonable distance and pace yeah, so they like enjoy a themselves. Two hour or four hour or maybe just like a really long run or something. Don't go straight into a super competitive long adventure race. Gotcha. What's your recommendations for food? Nutrition? Um you usually have a lot of junk food at races, but if it the tra the transition has like healthy food choices 
or you can bring healthy food choices, you should at least bring one choice because even though racing is like junk is okay, you shouldn't just eat junk. Like junk gives you like candy and stuff gives you energy, but not the nutrition that you need to like keep going. So if it's a longer transition area and there is like a taco truck or something that has healthy choices, try to get at least one healthy thing. Don't just get like soda. Everybody gets soda normally. Like one bottle of soda is okay, but don't get like three bottles. Gotcha. And if I hear correctly, you're also saying too, it's important to have a lot of balance. Like you have to have some real food, like sandwiches and maybe some some pizza. But then like even pizza, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a salad. Just don't only eat like candy. Cake and cookies and sugar, all that like, sort of stuff. Like I did a four hour race, as I said, and um, we ate a lot of junk food, but it was only four hours. This is a five hour race. The Endless Mountains is a five hour race. It's actually a five day Sorry, race. Sorry, I meant a five day <laughs> race. And you shouldn't, like that's much longer than four hours. So you shouldn't like only eat. No, you can't do that. No, you could try. It probably wouldn't go well for somebody. It probably wouldn't go well. No. So, adventure racing, as we know, for the most part, is a team Also, that would probably keep you up at night. Exactly. And then you have to get some sleep, too. But I'm curious about this. Adventure racing is a team-based sport, for the most part. There are some solo categories. You've seen a lot of teams during races. You've seen a lot of teams in transitions. You know a lot of racers. What do the best teams do during a race that makes them the best teams? Um, they work together, and it's not just like they put all the navigating to one person. They were all the, like, punching the holes for the checkpoints to one person. Like, they trade off or they help each other. It's not just one person who does Who carries everything. Got all. it. Yeah. And I think the, the point and you're trying to make there, go ahead. Also, my mom said that sometimes, like, if a teammate's not feeling well, they, like, almost, like, push them or, like, pull them. Right. Like, up a hill or something. And, um, or, like, they tow their bike, and that helps a lot. Gotcha. If you're not feeling well. Gotcha. So then what's the opposite of that answer? What, 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 what things should teams avoid so they don't fall apart out there? As I said, work together, but also don't like you don't always have to do everything together so say more about that like when you're navigating like sometimes somebody else is better at that part right so they should give like let them do that if you're not as good Gotcha. So what you're saying there is that teammates have to share responsibilities. Yeah. And someone, and it's not fair to have one person do all of the work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very nice. That's a that's a good point to make because a lot of teams think that they have to be everything all the time. What should they do when there's conflict on the team? How should they resolve that? Um. Maybe if it's like really bad, like ask somebody to help. Right. But if it's not, maybe like don't talk for a while because like you're in the woods, you don't have to, like. Gotcha, gotcha. So what what has your favorite race been, either as a volunteer or, or as someone who raced? Well, actually, we'll back that up. Of the three races you did, which one was your favorite? 
probably the four hour one. The four hour race. And what made that and what made that your favorite? Um, it was the first race that I could actually do that was like not like like that I could actually push myself in. Right, so that was the first you do you actually look and you actually do really well there. Of the races that you've been to, that you've been to, what is your favorite race been that you've spectated, you volunteered at? Probably endless mountains. And why? Um, because I get to see a lot of people and it's long, so I get to have a lot of time to do that. And I really like being in the woods, so it's fun to do that for a long time. So of the endless mountains, is this kind of like a family reunion for you? Are you seeing a lot of people you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and if I can ask you a question, you can't pick your mom and your dad, right? And you can't say me, and you can't say Shelly, who's sitting here watching right now. Who is like the nicest adventure racer that you know? Who's like super always nice to you? Mm, can I say more than one? You can say more than as many as you want. Uh, so many, everyone. Everyone's very good <laughs> everyone. to you. Everyone. Yeah. So you really like the community? Yeah. Very nice. So we're going to finish up here in a second because I know you have to go back and do some other things. And I know that no, I don't have anything. You have nothing to do today? We can talk as long as we want? Uh, not for like four hours. Oh, okay. But okay. I think the most we have is an hour, okay, okay. Well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon too because okay. you know there's only so much we can really talk about on a on a early Sunday morning. But let's talk about your future a little bit, your adventure racing career. How do you think it's gonna unfold? What does what does the future hold for Zoe? Um, I really want to be able to do long races when I'm older. But again, I love adventure racing. The only thing I don't like about it is that. It does feel a lot of pressure on me, like, to do, like, to win. Okay. Not to win, but, like, to get high up. And it's hard when, like, in the division, in the, uh, the four-hour race that I did, there were three spots that you could get a medal. Right. We were in fourth place. How'd that feel? It felt... I was really proud of myself, but it felt really disappointing because I really, really, really wanted to, I really wanted them to say our team name and right. us to right. walk up there. Well, like, you know, it's fun. They Winning gave is all fun. the, yeah, they gave all the junior people, the junior racers, um, medals, and we would have gotten 14th place if a team that was in the family division. We were the only family not in the family division. Got it, got it. Um, the only, well, family that had a young kid. <laughs> so you, you mentioned pressure before. So so, talk to our listeners a bit about how they balance that, right? People, are, they adventure is because they want to have fun, but also they have to deal with the pressure of trying to do really, really well. Yeah. That's a pretty complex thing to sort of manage emotionally. Mm -hmm. How do you think people manage that the best? I think they take deep breaths and they can talk it out with somebody, like if they, they can talk it out with their family or their friends. Or probably a good idea too, and we say this a lot with adventure racing, is that to talk to your teammates before the race begins, right? Yeah. To understand expectations and what your goals are for the race. Yeah. So where do you want to race in the world? If you could pick a spot to race, where would it be? Uh, my mom and dad raced in Tasmania, and that sounds really fun. And I think racing in Brazil would be really fun. Okay, okay. Those, those, that sounds like it's a lot of fun, those two places? Brazil yeah. and Tasmania? Mm -hmm. And yeah. India, my and, dad raced. 
Dad Racing India too. So, so what is your favorite adventure racing story? What do you like? What story do you like the most about adventure racing that you've lived through? I like what would you point playing to? and talking with the volunteers. Um, so I'm doing an acting camp, mm-hmm. as I said, and um, I was copying one of the volunteers, and it was really funny. Really funny? Okay. And he, we were also doing, like, not scenes from a movie, just like... I got you. Because you're doing Moana acting camp, right? Moana is the, uh, the play you're doing? Very nice. So yep. we're going to close up now. So final thoughts you want to share with the adventure racing community. What do you want people really to know? Um, don't be afraid to try your best, but don't push yourself too hard that you're going to overexert yourself. Gotcha. Now, they'll hear this have after. Fun. Yeah, have fun. Now, they will hear this after the race. Yeah. What? What is your wish, what is your hope, what is your advice for the five-day Endless Mountains Adventure Races? What do you want for them for this race? My hope is I hope that you can get past being upset if you don't do as well as you can. My advice is do as well as you can and don't be afraid to push yourself to your limit. Well, there you have it. Thanks to Zoe for coming on to the show. As I mentioned in the beginning, she knows her AR stuff. Thanks for being a listener for this episode. We are doing a five-episode run, one episode each day, from Rootstock Racing's Endless Mountains five-day adventure race. A little experiment in podcasting land. We hope we bring you a lot of interesting content. If you like what you hear, please head over to your podcast streaming platform of choice and like, click, review, all that stuff. They like it when that happens. It helps the algorithm, whatever that means. I don't get it either. But we're glad you're here. Keep racing and keep training and have fun out there.